Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you. Go give us five stars right off the top. Danny G is going to read some of these tomorrow. So if you listen to this right now and you go give us five stars, next thing you know, you may have an autographed book from me arriving on your doorstep. And we've got a loaded show for you. We're going down to the bubble to talk about the Lakers' big loss with Chris Mannix. How about the craziness in the Big Ten? The latest rumor is going to blow your mind. And the governor of Tennessee comes by to talk about his endorsement of SEC football, Titans, and the University of Tennessee. What's the expectation there? He joins the governor of Texas, the governor of Florida, and the president of the United States and saying college football needs to play. It's important. All that coming your way. This is OutKick, and the podcast begins now. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. If I'm a Laker fan, what makes me nervous this morning as I am starting off my day is this. Damian Lillard paced himself to grab your still beating heart and hold it up above your head late in the game. He knew that the Lakers didn't have the offensive firepower, that he was not required to completely come in and go full throttle throughout this game. He waited until it was Dame time, and then he took this game over this is what it sounded like when the Lakers' back broke. Dame top of the key takes another deep three. It's good from Dame distance. It is Dame time in the fourth quarter. There you go. That was the shot that broke the Lakers and raises so many interesting questions 
going forward about the Lakers and LeBron and everything else surrounding their hoped-for defense of uh, of the, the legacy of the Lakers and LeBron's decision to go west and join the, one of the most storied franchises in all of sports. Now, it's early. It's one game. But this didn't feel like an aberration. The Bucks lost to the Magic, and if you watched any of that game, you may well feel like, Uh, that wasn't really reflective of what's likely to happen in the series going forward. This was almost exactly what I thought would happen. I thought the Blazers would come out hot in the first quarter because they've been playing a lot of games that matter, and they would get up early, and then I expected that the Lakers would perform better than they did, not scoring 100 points and finding a way to lose this game, because make no mistake about it, the Lakers found a way to lose this game. They were up six points with around four minutes to go, which was the biggest lead they had in the entirety of the uh, of the game, I believe. The Lakers shot five of 31 from three. They're the only team to not hit 100 points in the playoffs in the first couple of nights. I just don't see how you can watch this team and think they are well-constructed or likely to win a championship this year. Now, again, there are lots of things that can change going forward, but when you look at the overall talent on this Laker team, and I know Rondo could come back, and I know uh, there could be uh, movement in terms of uh, the team just not shooting as awful as they did, the trend lines are pretty consistent here. This has not been a team that played well in the bubble at all. And I want you to just think about the different playmakers that the Portland Trailblazers have compared to what the Lakers have right now. Okay, On any given night, I feel very good about the possibility of four Blazers going out and scoring 20-plus. C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, Nurkic, and, believe it or not, Carmelo Anthony. Especially Carmelo, because almost every shot he gets is wide open at this point, because Lillard and McCollum are so hard to defend. And that's not even counting Zach Collins, who's injured, but at times has the ability to make big plays. And it's not even counting... Gary Trent Jr., who seems to throw in a crucial three in almost every game that the Blazers play. When you look at the Lakers, you have Antonio Davis, you have LeBron James, and then there's nobody else there. Kuzma at times can show up. He didn't show up very much last night. He had one stretch where he scored, I think, like six straight points uh, for the Lakers, but otherwise one for five for three for 14 points. I want you to listen to everybody else that's on the Lakers team. Caruso, good defensive player, can be a role scorer, not a shooter. 0 for 3 from 3, 1 for 6 from the floor, 2 points. Morris, not much, right? Hit one big 3, 5 points, not much there. Dwight Howard, defensive player, shell of the player on the offensive side of the ball that he was at one point. Danny Green, not good enough to be the third best option on this team. Caldwell Pope is just pure trash. 29 minutes, 0 for 9 from the floor, 
0 for 5 from 3. Uh, and JaVel McGee, like, again, good for an occasional layup, maybe a rebound and a putback. There's nobody who can go get their bucket. The third outlet here is really not very substantial. And I want you to think about this. The Lakers shot 15% from three, 35% from the floor, and LeBron still had 16 assists. How many assists would LeBron have had if he had a really good shooting team? And here's the other challenge. I don't think LeBron can play better. I really don't think he can do better than 23, 17, and 16. LeBron played his A-plus game. He was 12-1 and in first-round games coming into this one in his career. First-round first games, I should say. 12-1 and in the very first game of a series. He's now 12-2. and I don't know exactly how this plays going forward because there is no ability out there right now uh, to uh, even quantify the, the home court advantage. Because ordinarily, if you lose game one at home and you fought all season to get the home court advantage, it matters a great deal. I really don't think that's going to be the case in any way going forward at all. So a loss really doesn't impact you in the same way. But similarly, you're now in game two, not coming back for a massive, rabid home court environment. The Blazers could come out and win game two as well. Now, the flip side is going down 0-2 isn't as big of a deal because you're not going back on the road somewhere and walking into some fevered environment either. I think this is going to be more of a marathon and less of a sprint as you work your way through in this series. So, big win, huge win for the Portland Trailblazers. If you are a uh, Adam Silver right now or you are an NBA executive – you are absolutely terrified that the Blazers could come out and destroy your bubble ratings because if LeBron were to lose in the first round, a ton of people disappear and never come back when it comes to the NBA audience, which, by the way, uh, is down 45%. Sometimes social media is not real life because there's so many cheerleaders for the NBA. Since 2012... The national audience for games for Major League Baseball and the NFL is relatively flat. In the NBA, it's down 45%. And then you toss in all of the politics that they are bringing to bear this year. And I know there are a lot of you listening to me right now saying, oh, Clay, I don't even care about the NBA at all because they've gone so fully woke that I'm not even going to put it on. I understand that argument. I watch every sport regardless of what the politics is that's being espoused. And last night's game uh, and really the entire bubble performance by Damian Lillard has been otherworldly. He's been like Steph Curry on steroids. The shots that he takes and the shots that he hit uh, are pretty extraordinary. And there was a lot of questions about whether maybe he had burned out all of his energy all of his intensity, all of his ability to take over games just to get the Portland Trailblazers into the playoffs. But I got to say, having watched this game, again, he paced himself. I think the Pacers, sorry, I think the Trailblazers believe they are the better team here. I think they thoroughly expect to win this series 
and the uh, the the Lakers. I said before this season, uh, this this playoff series began that I thought it would go six, and that the Lakers would win. I'm not going to change that prediction right now, but I'm starting to wonder whether seven games is going to happen and whether it's going to take every ounce of the Laker ability to be able to get a win here. Let me bring in the crew. Danny G, you are uh, the king of the Laker fans. What did you see? What have I missed so far in analyzing game one from your perspective? Well, going into this, we heard that the Trailblazers didn't have the defense to stop LeBron and AD. But I'm watching Hassan Whiteside, and he was a major factor in that game. In fact, um, watching the Trailblazers during the bubble and the nice run they went on, I couldn't help but at times watch Whiteside and think to myself, man, the Lakers should have traded for him. He's so good at the rim. He changed uh, LeBron's shots a few times as LeBron drove. So got to give him a shout out because uh, he definitely made a difference for their defense. But I kind of expected this going in just because the Lakers hadn't been playing like a one. And obviously the Trailblazers are not your run of the mill eight. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Right. And this felt more like a 2-4 type matchup where if the Clippers would have played their players all throughout the season, they might have finished one. Lakers might have finished two. The way the Lakers were playing, though, going into March, they were on a roll. I mean, yeah, they're shooting. They had their struggles at the three-point line and the free-throw line. Overall, they found ways to get it done, and then they go into the bubble, and it was like they were completely cold. Their shooting was off, and if we've seen anything in Orlando, it's that it favors the sharpshooters. It's almost like without all those thousands of rowdy fans, you have more of a focus on just stroking your shot, and that's obviously played into the favor of the Trailblazers at the end of that game. You need to play to your strength, and... When the Lakers were driving to the hoop and actually finishing at the hoop, they controlled the game. But at the end of the game, when LeBron and AD were taking step-back threes and missing those four free throws in a row, that's when I knew they were in trouble. As far as that third quarter with Lillard not being a big factor, you mentioned he came alive in the fourth. I think he paced himself. When he needed to. I mean, I cringed when certain Lakers were switching late on him. And we saw this. So were they not watching these bubble games? Because you cannot let Lillard get the ball cleanly past half court. Once he releases, he gets a shot off and it usually goes in. He's probably the best shooter right now in the NBA. And I couldn't help but miss Avery Bradley he would normally be the guy there also to take a big three for the Lakers at the end of the game, but he's not there. Lakers need to get past that. No excuses. They need to bounce back in the same way that Damian Lillard bounced back when the Clippers were teasing him on the court and torturing him on IG and Instagram and all that in their little feud they had. When Lillard missed those two important free throws to lose to the Clippers, you saw how he responded And now LeBron and AD need to do that same thing because those four straight free throws they missed at the end of the game, to me, was the difference there. Those were big misses. Uh, But I would say for the Blazers, they feel like they're playing with house money right now. All throughout the bubble, they knew they had to play almost flawless basketball in order to advance into the playoffs at all. And I said this on Fox Bet Live on Lock It In coming into the game on Monday, I said, what I really feel is that the Lakers, Tuesday, the Lakers now are trying to prove that they can win in the bubble. I feel like the Blazers know that they can. 
And unlike when they had to go, I mean, look, the the, the Blazers now are eight and two since they got to Orlando. And one of those losses, as you mentioned, the Blazers feel like they completely gave away down the stretch when Damian Lillard missed two free throws and really kind of took his game to the next level after that frustration and that failure. And I, you said that Damian Lillard is shooting out of his mind. I think right now Damian Lillard might be shooting as well as anyone has ever shot in the history of the NBA. That sounds like hyperbole. But the shots that he is taking, the degree of difficulty involved in them right now, I know Steph Curry revitalized the game and really kind of changed it by extending his range and proving that a great shooter can make shots from anywhere. But Damian Lillard has taken, to me at least, the Steph Curry angle and uh, and made it even wilder. Because if you remember, when Steph Curry started draining shots from all over the court, a big part of that was... People weren't defending him because they thought, hey, this is not a uh, this is not a makeable shot. Damian Lillard is getting defended, basically, at least when he's defended well, the moment that he crosses half court. He's getting almost no open looks. There's almost no point in time where somebody breaks down the defense, kicks it to him, and there's nobody close to him. I mean, his man, it doesn't matter what happens anywhere else is not leaving him. I remember, if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly, one open three maybe that he had last night, and it just doesn't happen in the game, and yet he is hitting shots with a degree of difficulty, the likes of which I'm not sure we have ever seen before. And again, he scored 34 last night, and you felt like in general, for much of the game, he was not going full on because he knew he was going to be needed uh, late in the game. And there was that, after that big three he hit, I think, to go up uh, to put the Blazers up three, we heard the audio from it. They flipped uh, to the bench, and you could see Nurkic there tapping his uh, tapping his wrist where ordinarily you would have a watch. And he said, it's Dame time. He feels like he's going to make the big shot. And by the way, C.J. McCollum feels the same way. You have two guys who it appears believe that they can get their shot at any point in time that they need it. And uh, and and look, with Nurkic coming back along, he had a ho-hum game, it felt like, and he went for 16 and 15. You mentioned Whiteside and what he's capable of from a defensive perspective. I would say this about LeBron. At 35 years old, he is still an unbelievable player. But when he gets to the rim now, he doesn't always finish like he used to finish. And and that's probably the biggest criticism I think you can make of LeBron's game, which is almost non-existent in terms of criticism. Watch when he gets to the rim, and not just because you got a guy like Whiteside who will come out of nowhere and block a shot pretty regularly. He had some incredible plays, Whiteside did. But LeBron just, it feels like a lot of times now he gets to the rim but he's not able to finish in the same way he was in his 20s. He just doesn't have that extra jolt of energy that's necessary to rise up and be able to finish. If you go back and watch and you just put together a, uh, a series of, uh, of, 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 of clips of LeBron getting to the basket last night and not finishing, I don't think you would have seen very many of those when he was still in his 20s. What stood out to you, Dub, about this game? Well, a lot of things stand out. Obviously, five for 32 from three, you're probably not going to beat anybody with those numbers. 
Also, Anthony Davis, I mean, he had a great first half, 21 points, I believe, in the first half. He finished with 28, so he only had seven And a lot of those the points, by the way, for Anthony Davis were from the free throw line. He really didn't dominate like I anticipated he would inside. Absolutely. I mean, Hassan Whiteside, Danny G was right. Hassan Whiteside was maybe, you know, obviously other than Lillard, his his role he played on the defensive end was probably MVP status for this game because he was absolutely shutting people down at the rim, making life incredibly difficult for the Lakers. But and you touched on this, that there's no shooters. And uh, I've watched Danny Green play a lot, obviously, as uh, a former Spur. He is a, an incredibly streaky shooter. And last night he didn't have it. Who knows what happens next time. But if if the Lakers are going to win this series, they need someone to step up from the outside and make some three-point shots. And Danny Green is probably going to have to be that guy, and he can be that guy. But last night, two for eight from three is not going to get it done. And you're right, I have no idea how LeBron had 16 assists. When you take a look at some of these shooting numbers from the Lakers, he could have had 25 if they had even just a decent shooting night last night. Yeah, and that's the Rondo edition. Everybody knows Rondo shoots threes like he's throwing grenades. You know, like, I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen. It's been his case for his entire career. Everybody lags off of him. If anything, that is not going to change very much the likelihood of anybody making threes for the Lakers. They just don't have that player. And I wonder on some level whether, you know, LeBron has usually always had a Kyle Korver-like guy who you could completely rely on uh, to be able to make outside shots, and that player just doesn't exist. And you're right, uh, maybe Danny Green's going to get streaky, maybe Caldwell Pope will come in and hit some threes as well. Somebody's going to uh, to have to. I don't feel like game two is a must-must win for the Lakers, and what I mean by that is ordinarily – you'd have to be at home and win game two or the season would be over. But now that every game is effectively the same, I don't feel like it's impossible for the Lakers to go out and win four out of five if they lose game two. But I do feel like psychologically, this Blazer team winning game one and winning it in a way, again, I just look at the way Damian Lillard played. It was as if he expected to win this game and knew exactly how it was going to go down. The self-confidence that the the Blazers are playing with and the confidence that they all have in Damian Lillard, I mean, just witness the two big threes that got drained by other guys. Carmelo Anthony drained that three. Great pass from Lillard, I believe it was, to put the Blazers up six. And then Gary Trent Jr., who'd missed shots all game, uh, he just stepped up and hit the dagger three that basically ended this thing. And uh, and again, LeBron had been twelve and one in Game One's of first round series. Now he's twelve and two, and I just think what we saw was the Laker pratfalls being exposed. What about you, Eddie Garcia? Did you even watch this? Welcome back. And did you even watch this game, or were you watching hockey instead? Well, I monitored it, which is to say, I checked in occasionally. But you know, I'm watching the hockey playoffs. Yeah. But I, I I will just as a very casual NBA fan say that this doesn't surprise me because Portland's been in playoff mode for weeks and the Lakers have been going through the motion. So yep. I, I just... The intensity level was substantially different right out right, of the gate. Right, So as it goes on in a seven-game game series, you would think that LeBron and Anthony Davis in the end will be more than Damian Lillard can overcome, but we'll see. What about you, Roberto? As a Laker fan, you nervous? Uh, no, not yet. I, uh, but the Lakers were terrible. I mean, you, you said LeBron did play an A-plus game, but his game in the fourth quarter was an F-minus and missed those two free throws after Anthony. I think LeBron burned himself out 
Uh, I do because he had to work so hard to keep the Lakers in this game. I was uh, texting with buddies watching this game, and uh, and I sent that you know like in the second and third quarter, I felt like LeBron went to the tank early, and I I think he may have burned himself out a little bit late as the opposite of Damian Lillard, who seemed as if he were making sure he was ready he still had his legs for late. I got to also admit I'm not the I wasn't the biggest LeBron James fan before he came to the Lakers and one of the things that always bugged me about how he got all this praise and saying people said he was better than Jordan or better than Kobe was how he he always does this in 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 games where in playoff games where he misses fourth quarter free throws and I and he did it in this game with the Lakers and then a clutch three-pointer that he missed down the stretch was also crucial. Was he took crucial. the 1-3, what was Damian Lillard distance? I think that was in yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's, that was the one. Yeah, towards the, like four minutes left in the game. Felt like a totally wasted possession yes. when he pulled up from there and tried to take that three, and it seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, all right, when we come back, we'll continue to break this down uh, and talk about the other stories that are out there. Big Ten crisis arguably continuing to grow. I want to talk about it. Uh, as the college football uh, days of our lives theme should be playing in the background for Kevin Warren and everyone in the Midwest who is furious over the Big Ten. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be so I wanted to get into this a little bit. Lakers magic obviously getting a uh, great deal of attention. The Lakers overshadowing, sorry, the Lakers and the Bucks both losing the magic and the Trailblazers both winning. And that obviously is uh, unexpected results, at least early for both of the one seeds in the East and the West. But the fallout from the Big Ten's disastrous decision to end college football in the fall continues to grow and we have a huge number of listeners in the state of Hawaii uh in the state of Hawaii probably in the state of Hawaii I don't know aloha if you're listening to us early uh in the morning in Hawaii uh in the state of Ohio and when you look at the decision that was made by Governor Mike DeWine in Ohio he is now allowing high school football in the state of Ohio so I got to be honest with you I would like to hear from some Buckeye fans. I'm opening up the phone line. I would love to hear from Buckeye fans. I'd love to hear from Penn State fans, from Nebraska fans, uh, from Iowa fans, Michigan fans. When you look at the state of of Iowa, when you look at the state of Ohio, when you look at Pennsylvania in particular, I just want to walk you through some of the conflicts that are out there as it pertains to what's permitted and what's not permitted and the chaos that the Big Ten shutting down has created. So just follow me along here. Iowa is going to play high school football. They have already played high school baseball. Their high school baseball season finished with nearly 30,000 fans present for the tournament, a five-year high. 96% of teams finished the season 94% did not have any outbreaks at all in the state of Iowa in high school baseball. They are playing high school football. Crazily, if you are an Iowa State fan, your team is going to be able to play a full season without issues in theory at all in the Big 12. Meanwhile, Iowa Hawkeye fans are not going to be able to watch their team play at all. So you've got high school football going on. You've got uh, the ability of the local Big 12 team to play. Iowa itself can't play. All right, let's move on to Ohio. In Ohio now, you're going to have high school football going on. You're going to have, let's count them and pretend they're real NFL teams, the Browns and the Bengals both playing in the state of Ohio. 
and you have the Cincinnati Bearcats playing, but the Ohio State Buckeyes, which arguably are the team that is the most popular in the entirety of the state of Ohio because it tends to unite almost everyone, are not playing. Okay? In Pennsylvania, you have everybody playing at Pitt in the ACC. You have, I believe, check on this dub and make sure, Temple playing in Philadelphia. You don't have Penn State, which is the most powerful and popular football team in college football in the state playing. But oh, by the way, you have the Eagles and the Steelers both playing as well. What I'm getting at is the decision by the Big Ten not to play looks incredibly arbitrary and capricious. And if I were in the state of Nebraska, or if I were in the state of Iowa, or if I were in Ohio, or I was in Pennsylvania, or I was in Michigan, and I'm seeing all of this happen, I would file a lawsuit arguing that the Big Ten didn't follow proper protocol in shutting down the season and that as a result, the schedule that they laid out for the Big Ten teams should be in effect and that the season should be ongoing. What were the protocols required? Because the stories that are coming out of the Big Ten right now The storyline seems to reflect that nobody right now is actually sure of what the decision was to allow these games to take place. In other words, no vote may have taken place. Are we sure that the Big Ten followed proper protocols in order to shut down the season? If I am involved in any kind of of connection to Ohio State, to Nebraska, to Michigan, to Penn State, to Iowa, any of the schools that have been the most aggressive in saying there's no way to justify shutting down the Big Ten season. Just look at these different states. Iowa, if it's safe enough for Iowa State to play and if it's safe enough for high school kids all over Iowa to play, how can the Iowa Hawkeyes not play? Nebraska, same thing. Ohio, high school, pro, even some college teams playing. If I'm in the state of Pennsylvania, how is it safe for Temple to play and for Pitt to play, but yet the Penn State Nittany Lions can't play, not to mention all the NFL teams that are playing? I would legitimately consider filing a lawsuit arguing that the Big Ten did not properly shut down and cancel the fall college football season. I think there would be a lot of support for it And I think if you got the right judge in your state, it's possible you might be able to get a restraining order against the decision to cancel the season and or you might require the Big Ten to at least publicly take a vote and put every university president on the record for what their true position is. I want to see, and I've been arguing this ever since this story started, I want these university presidents to have their feet held to the fire. I want them to actually have to come out and publicly make a vote so that everybody can hold them accountable for their positions. That is what should happen 
in the Big Ten. But I'm opening up the phone lines to allow Big Ten fans to weigh in. You never would have believed that your boy Clay Travis was going to turn into the biggest fighter for Big Ten football in the entire country. But 2020 has created all sorts of strange realities. And here it is, of everybody in the media, I'm defending the Big Ten the most. I want to hear from Big Ten fans. 877-996-6369. What do you think about this absurdity? We're breaking down everything. Loaded show headed your way. Uh, in hour two, we got our, our guy Jeff Schwartz uh, to swing by. Hour three, we'll go down to the bubble and talk with Chris Mannix about the NBA and what we've learned from the first eight games, uh, game ones of all the NBA series. And the governor of Tennessee is going to join us live I think, to endorse the importance of college football being played in his state that would join the governor of Florida as well as the governor of Georgia and the governor of Texas. Two of those three have endorsed the importance of college football live on our radio show. All that's still to come. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be a lot of Big Ten fans want to weigh in. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive right into those calls. Uh, I'll start with you, Danny G. Who you got on the Outkick VIP line? Fred in Florida. Fred, what you got for me? Hey, how's it going? Good morning, gentlemen. Going great. Appreciate um, what you got for us. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I can say that um, this is just obviously about money, not the virus. And is that commissioner trying to save face as far as a financial loss and just kind of not caring about the students and the lives, the lives he's affecting by that poor decision to cancel football just so he can protect the bottom line to keep a job his first year? Uh, thank you very much. I love the show. Look, what I have heard is that Kevin Warren wants to be the commissioner of the NFL one day. And I think he has convinced himself that by being, and that's Kevin Warren is the commissioner of the Big Ten, I think that he has convinced himself that by being the guy who is brave enough to shut down the Big Ten, uh, I think he has bought into the fear porn that was sold to him that, uh, that frankly isn't accurate about myocarditis and all the dangers that could come from playing college football. And again, the irony is his own son is playing football for Mississippi State this fall. So if his own son is playing in the SEC this fall – how in the world can he not allow other Big Ten athletes to make the same decision that his son is making? Uh, who should we go to first on your uh, calls, Dub? Uh, we got Dave in Ohio. Dave, what do you think about Ohio State being shut down in the Big Ten in general? Hey, Clay, Dave, hey, I think it's bullcrap that Ohio State uh, gets shut down. And I don't know what's going on with these commissioners, but Governor DeWine made sure we're playing football in high school football. And, and I grew up in Versailles, Ohio, and I know that's a big time. We were a big time football school. Yep. Well, thanks, thanks for the call. Look, I mean, my point on this is if I live in Iowa and I look around and say, and I'm a Hawkeye fan, and I look around and say, wait a minute, how can Iowa State play and every high school in the state can play football, but my Hawkeyes can't play? I'm furious. And if I live in Ohio and I say, wait a minute, Cincinnati, the Bearcats are playing. Uh, we've got the the Browns and the Bengals both playing, and every high school in the state is able to play. How in the world can my Buckeyes not play? And if I'm in Pennsylvania and I'm a big Nittany Lion fan, Penn State fan, I'm looking around, I'm like, wait a minute. Eagles are playing. Steelers are playing. We got Temple playing. We got Pitt playing. And the Nittany Lions can't play? And if I'm in Nebraska, my God, I'm really losing my mind. 
because they've hardly had any impact from the coronavirus at all in the state of Nebraska. And Cornhusker football is their lifeblood. I went out and bought my own T-shirt in uh, North Nebraska Cornhusker colors because I support how aggressive Scott Frost and the governor and everybody else there has been about the fact that college football needs to happen. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking all this stuff and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Who's next, uh, Dub? I'd be thinking about lawsuits and at the top of the hour, there's a report that's pretty wacky that I'm going to get to about what several different Big Ten schools are considering doing. Uh, But uh, who's up next, Dub? We got Tim in Tennessee. Tim, what do you think? Morning, Clay. How are you? Excellent. Clay, I played football for the Hawkeyes back in 1981 to 1985. Um, and so I agree with you about the Iowa, Iowa State comparison. The pressure seems to be growing on uh, the Big Ten, the presidents, the commissioner, on an hourly basis. I'm hopeful that uh, the Big Ten comes to their senses over the next couple of days and play. But if they decide not to, I hope the Big 12, the ACC, Uh, the SEC go on to have successful seasons, that the players and the coaches uh, remain safe and healthy, and I hope they have the chance to shove it right up the Big Ten's rear end because they're going to look foolish for making this decision. Would you have ever believed as a Big Ten former player at Iowa that you'd be rooting for the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC to make the Big Ten look foolish? Never, not once, but I hope they do. I mean, it's a ridiculous decision by Kevin uh, and the rest of these presidents. I agree they need to be held accountable. Um, if, in fact, they did not vote, uh, that's a terrible look. But uh, certainly my love and uh, loyalty are always to the Big Ten. Yeah. But I'm going to watch college football this year, and it sounds like it won't be for my Iowa Hawkeyes or the rest of the great uh, teams in the Big Ten. Now, let me ask you this. You said you played from 81 to 85. I'm sure you still talk to some of your former teammates. Do they pretty much feel the same as you do in your conversations with them? We're 100% in agreement that the Big Ten should be playing football. No doubt about it. I appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, for calling in and giving us your perspective. Who's up next, Dub? All right, we got Ben in Iowa. Oh, ben, you're me. in. He, he just dropped. Let's go to Ryan in Ohio. Ryan in Ohio. What's up, Ryan? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, yeah, I think it's a bunch of crap here. I mean, it, it's, you know, diehard Buckeye fan. And, I mean, if Ohio ain't the best, you know, state for, for football, I mean, it's one of the best. And it's just. You know, we're letting high school athletes go out there, but we can't let college athletes go out there. Just, you know, and and you're talking about their livelihoods. I mean, some of these guys need this season to go on to the next level. It just doesn't make any sense. Thank you for the call. I, I, I get it. And we have got a wild potential proposal that is out there from a journalist who has been covering Ohio State for a long time and is pretty plugged in. I'm going to read what he has put out about a rebellion that is brewing in the Big Ten, and you are going to be like, oh my God, this would be unbelievable to see. What are some of the schools, Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan, maybe uh, Wisconsin, all thinking about doing? I'm going to tell you next, and this would be a blockbuster indeed. That's what we call a tease in the business, boys. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare top thrill 2 is like no other course two 420 foot vertical speedways three launches all right let's talk strategy Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.